0: All right, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, For the last, wow, 12 months, we've been working our way through the Old Testament. We started in the book of Genesis back at the first of the year, and we find ourselves today in the book of Joel. Joel is uh, a book that's dealing with a very specific time in the nation of Israel, and we're not real sure are absolutely certain when this time is. Some theologians suggest that it was before uh, the return of the exiles. Uh, some theologians suggest that it was written after the return of the exiles. Uh, five hundred AD BC, if it was before six seven hundred or six or seven hundred BC, if it was before five uh, hundred BC, BC or so, if it was. If it was after, let me walk you through the story though, because it's not a story that we in the church are really familiar with. The nation of Judah is here in Israel, and there is a plague that falls on them of locusts. It is a bad plague. In fact, in Joel 1 2 through 4, Joel says, Hear this, you elders, give ear, all inhabitants of the land. Has such a thing happened in your days or in the days of your fathers? Tell your children of it and let your children tell their children and their children to another generation. With the coding, cutting locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. With the swarming locust left, the hopping locusts have eaten. And with the hopping locusts left, the destroying locust has eaten. And so everything in the country. Is destroyed by locusts. All the crops, all the grass, even the grapevines. The text says, Awake, you drunkards, and weep, and wail, all you drinkers of wine, because the sweet wine, uh, for it is cut off from your mouth. For a nation, this nation of locusts, has come up against my land. Powerful and beyond number. Its teeth are lion's teeth and it has fangs of a lioness. It has laid waste my vine and splintered my fig tree. It has stripped off the bark and thrown it down. Their branches are made white. If you've ever taken a branch of something and cut around the bark and pulled back where the bark is taken off and you see it kind of that that white color, the locusts have eaten all of the figs, all of the, the grapes, all everything down to where even the bark on the trees has been eaten. Everything is destroyed. And as he says here, it's not something that's happened to in the past. It's something like they've never seen before, to the point that Joel says, be sure to remember what's going on and tell this to your children and to your children's children, How people are going to eat. And the book goes on to to tell the stories of cattle that are going out in the field and they're confused because there's nothing green. There's nothing for the sheep to eat. There's nothing for any of the critters to consume because these locusts have eaten everything. The ministers of God, the priests that are working in the temple are upset because there's no grain to be brought in as a grain offering. There's no grapes to make wine to be brought in as a wine offering. And so everything is out of kilter. Nothing is the way that it's supposed to be. So what is Joel's response? Here Joel is being called on by God to prophesy in a time that has never been seen before. And everybody is flipping out. The drunk is flipping out. The Priests are beside themselves. And again, even the cattle and sheep are walking around in these dirt fields going, what in the world is this? It's a horrible, horrible time. Now, we, where we sit today, um, we can go still go to Walmart and get something to eat. You may not be able to get toilet paper, or you may not be able to get... Uh, paper towels, but you can get something to eat. We're not in a position where we're hungry right now. But I will say that because it seems like every time I check my phone for a text, someone new we find out has been diagnosed or has gotten positive from COVID, uh, it seems like it hits closer and closer to home. And it seems like just like Joel is prophesying to a nation where people are completely beside themselves. They don't know what to do and fear is reigning in the land. The most often repeated command in the Bible is don't be afraid. And Joel calls on the nation of Israel to call on God. Not to be afraid, not to function out of fear, but to call on the Lord. In Joel chapter 2, it says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for your God. And Later in Joel chapter 2, the text that maybe you've heard quoted from this book before says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. God loves to take situations that the world looks at and says, this is impossible, this is difficult, we can't get through this, and turn them to His honor and His glory. And ultimately, the purpose of God is to magnify His name. We can't often sit back and say, this is why this is happening. In fact, history usually makes us look pretty foolish when we try whether it's on a small level with a death of someone or, or uh, you know, just your car breaking down. When people go, why is God allowing this to happen? I never assume to speak for God. On a big level, though, we know that everything that happens from these locusts swarming across the land in Israel, like a great army coming across the land, consuming everything, To COVID, to our political situation, to just the general angst and frustration that people are feeling right now, that ultimately all of that is happening so that you will know that God is God. In fact, this book ends with that very statement so that you will know that I am the Lord your God who dwells in Zion, my holy mountain. Now, in the midst of this tragic situation that was going on in Israel, we, Joel, the prophet, takes the circumstances that they are in. He calls for the nation to repent, return to their God. He calls for the nation to lament, to mourn, Uh, It's not an idea that we're super familiar with in our culture and we need to become more familiar with. How to be sad and agree with God that this is a bad thing and yet still rest in God being God. He calls on the nation to lament. And then he says, let this moment, this seemingly destructive moment, prepare you for, and a theme throughout the book of Joel is, the day of the Lord. Now on our Revelation podcast and our teachings on on, uh, eschatological things in the future, uh, we see that the day of the Lord, and we know that the day of the Lord is when God buttons up human history. There will be destruction. There will be destruction. Uh, all kinds of craziness that's going on fire and the, the stars will stop. Well, a third of their light will stop. The moon, a third of its light will stop. The sun, a third of its light will stop. The fresh water turns to blood. The, everything is in chaos. And so Joel says, let this moment, as crazy as it is, let, <coughs> excuse me, make you look forward to the day of the Lord. And in that, he talks about what kicks off the beginning of the end. And he prophesies, and it will come to pass that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and it shall come to pass verse 32 of chapter 2 and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We know that the prophecy in verses 28 and 29 those prophecies were fulfilled in the beginning of the end which was the day of Pentecost. End times began. We are in the latter days. Now God may come back tomorrow, he may come back in a thousand years, that's immaterial. We're in the last part of the story. And so as we go through turmoil, let us listen to Joel as he calls for the nation. Turn back to your God, look to him, cry out to him, and he may relent. And do everything in your power to make his name and his fame great. The Lord is jealous for his name. The Lord is jealous for his land. Father God, Lord, I pray that the book of Joel will speak loudly to us in our day. Lord, I pray that we do not give in to fear, but we look to ways that we can make much of your name. Lord, I pray that we represent you well in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go serve your king.